Sometimes there's someone that arises and takes leadership in such a manner that the whole course of the future is changed. Such starts this week's parsha by the name of Pinchas. Who is Pinchas? Pinchas is the son of Elazar, who is the son of Aaron, the high priest. Essentially, he's the grandson of Aaron. Now let's get our bearings over here. Aaron passed away a couple of parshas ago, and Elazar took over his position as high priest. Pinchas is the son of Elazar. We also finished last week's parsha with a very, very dramatic story. It's not just dramatic, it's actually catastrophic. Bilam, who is that non-Jewish sorcerer who is there to curse the people because he was hired by the king of Moab who recognized that the Jewish people were impenetrable. There was no way to take them over and conquer the Jewish people. And they're on the way to the land of Israel as the biblical and divine promise given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. So Bilaam is standing on top of all sorts of precipices, looking at the Jewish people from different places, and he's about to curse them. And lo and behold, what comes out of his mouth are the most glorious and wonderful blessings. Balak the king, who had hired him, is furious, fires him and says, I didn't ask you to bless them, surely not. I wanted to curse them. So passivity, doing nothing, would have been better than what you've done. And Bilam is sent home. But Bilam says, I have a piece of information that will be helpful to you, and that is that the, the God of the Jews, what he hates is idolatry and promiscuity. Send your girls after their men and seduce them and have them perpetrate both idolatry and promiscuity, and you will have these people in God's hands, so to speak. In other words, change the realities on the ground. And so it happens that the daughters of Midian and of Moab go out and seduce the people, pull them in, and this public display of idolatry taking place. The Torah tells us that the wrath of the Almighty flared. And Hashem says to Moses, take all of the leadership of the people and bring judgment in public to those who are perpetrating idolatry. The greatest infidelity of a people which are experiencing an intimate relationship with the Almighty and hang them. Yes, it seems severe, but this has to be a public display that such cannot be the conduct of the Jewish people with their relationship with God. And so it is that Moses brings together the judges of Israel. And the process begins. At that point, all of a sudden, a leader from the tribe of Shimon stands forward and does the most unthinkable thing in public. And he does it with one of the princes of Midian. So it, it's out of control. The people are standing at the side, they're dumbstruck, they're frozen. What should be done? Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, Akoin, stands up from amongst the people and step forth. 
takes the law in his own hand and he actually kills both the him and the her which are perpetrating this sin in public. Now, I don't want to get into the actual discussion of zealotry and its parallel to today of people which are zealots. Let's leave that at the side. One thing we know for sure is God had demanded of Moses to bring justice publicly to the people. We know that the leadership over there was standing up and perpetrating the worst sort of sin publicly. We know what that effect on the people is. And now we know exactly the way our parsha begins where Hashem says that Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, Akoin, what he did was a tremendous act of bravery. And as a result of that, and of, uh, of commitment to, of, to Hashem, and to the commitment of the covenant that the Jewish people have with Hashem, therefore I will be bestowing upon him brisi shalom, the covenant of peace. So Pinchas is awarded a tremendous, tremendous reward in response to his act. And actually as a result of his act, it says the plague that had been spreading amongst the people, which were killing the people in the form of God having sent a plague. And the Torah tells us clearly there were 24,000 people which perished in that plague. That stopped. So we see as a result of his actions, his selfless actions. And I'll tell you why, you know, his selfless. The Torah tells us that he did it in such a manner. He did it in a manner that was counter to his personality. You see, all too often, when we act in a certain way and we put on clothes and try and dress it up as if we're doing it for, all, for, for, for spiritual reasons, it's very often just our personality is coming out. Expression of who we are. After all, a violent person will perpetrate violence and say, I did it for a good, a noble cause. A cruel person will be cruel, but not, doesn't want to say I'm cruel, will say I'm doing it for a higher purpose. And in fact, as Rashi points out, the people looked at Pinchas and said, why did you do this? Is it possible it's because your grandfather from your mother's side also exhibited this personality? But the Torah says, no. Pinchas ben Alazar ben Aharon HaKohen. Where did this come from? From his grandfather who was Aaron, the high priest, which we know as the Mishnah says, who was Aaron? Ohev Shalom, he loved peace for Odef Shalom and he pursued peace. He wasn't passive. He was active. He was proactive. And in fact, we are told that when he would see two people feuding between each other, he would take both aside and say, you know how bad the other one feels? And he would manage to bring people together in a manner that was totally unique to him. In fact, we are told in last week's, two weeks partials ago, we are told that when Aaron died, everyone mourned for Aaron, men, women, and children. He wasn't popular amongst one, amongst one of the genders or one of the, demog- one of the demographics of the people, he was popular with everyone because he was a man that brought peace between people. Who was Pinchas? Pinchas ben Alazar ben Aaron HaKohen. And Hashem says that he actually stilled my anger. He did what needed to be done. And for that, he was given the covenant of peace. He was actually given the role of becoming a Kohen. Now you see, his grandfather was the high priest and so was um, his father. 
But he had been born at the time where the Kohanic distinction was given to the family, and therefore he wasn't automatically a Kohen. Only those born after Aaron and Elazar became the Kohen automatically were born into the family of Kohens. Pinchas is actually upgraded, so to speak, and is given the status of Kohen. And I have to say that in addition to this uh, being the, the, the theme of the Pasha, right after this, we see the God asks for a census, counting the Jewish people. And we started off the book of uh, Numbers. Well, right at the beginning, we start with the census, and over there it says very clearly in the Rashi commentary that the reason that Hashem wanted a census is because He loves His people dearly. And you count the things that you love. It's like you can count your money, you can count your collectibles, you can look over your family and your things that are dear to you. You like to review in your mind and take a census of. And so we see the, the love between Hashem and the Jewish people. But unfortunately, we, He is tried, God, or we are tried time and time again in terms of our relationship with God. And by the way, right after that, it talks about, the Torah talks about the splitting up of Eretz Israel or the land of Israel into the ancestral sort of like um, tribal areas that each tribe got a swath of land that was then divided up amongst the actual tribe itself. And this is the prelude of going into the land of Israel. God loves his people. God gives us a land. God wants us to have fidelity to him. God wants us to struggle, obviously, because he's given us that nature and that personality, which each and every one of us then can go develop and strengthen and deepen our relationship with Hashem. Have a wonderful day.